Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Mercury Theatre, The Hitchhiker. Mrs. Adams, goodbye, son. Good luck to you, my boy. Adams, goodbye, mother. Here, give me a kiss then and I'll go. Door opening, sound of rain. Miss Adams, I'll come out with you to the car. Adams, it's raining. Stay here at the door. Hey, what's this? Tears? Miss Adams, oh, it's just a trip, Ronald. I wish you weren't driving. Adams, oh, mother, here you go. There you go again. People do it every day. Miss Adams, I know, but you wouldn't be careful, won't you? Promise you won't be you'd be extra careful. Don't fall asleep or drive fast or pick up your, any strangers on the road. Adams, strangers, don't you worry. There ain't anything going to there ain't anything going to happen. It was just eight days of perfectly simple driving on, on smooth, decent, civilised roads with a hot dog or hamburger stand every ten miles. Car moving. I was in excellent spirits. Drive ahead. Even aloneness seemed like a lark. But I reckon about him crossing Brooklyn Bridge that morning in the rain. I saw him leaning against the cables. He seemed to be waiting for a lift. There were spots of fresh rain on his shoulders. He was carrying a cheap overnight bag in one hand. He was thin, nondescript, with a cap pulled down over his eyes. He stepped off the walk. If I didn't, hadn't swerved, if I hadn't swerved, I would have hit him. I almost did. I almost did hit him. Now I would have forgotten him. Completely set just an hour later, while crossing the Flusky Skyway, over in Jersey Flats, I saw him again. At least he looked like the same person. He was standing there with one thumb pointing west. I couldn't figure how he got there. But I thought maybe... One of them fast trucks could have picked him up, beat me to the skyway, let him off. I didn't stop for him. Then late that night, I saw him again. It was in the new Pennsylvania turnpike between Hellingsburg and Pittsburgh. It was 260 miles, miles long, with a very low, high speed limit. Just slowing down from one of the tunnels when I saw him standing under my arch light. By the side of the road, I should have, I should see him, could see him quite distinctly. The bag, the cap, the spots of fresh rain spluttered over him, over his shoulders. He hailed me this time. Ica, ghostly echo. Hello, hello. I stepped on the guest like a shot. It was lonely country for the app. Alabitians. I got no tension of stopping. Besides, coincidence of whatever it was gave me the willies. I stopped at the next gas station. Attendant. Yes, sir? Adams, fill me up, will you? Attendant. Check your oil? Uh, no, thanks. Attendant. Nice night, isn't it? Adams, yes. 
Hasn't been raining here lately, has it? Not a drop for rain all week. And, oh no, I suppose there hasn't. I done some business. Hasn't done business any harm. I said no. People drive through here all kind of weather. Mostly business though. Isn't there any pleasure cars out in on the type like this season of the year? And I guess not. What about hitchhikers? I turn the hitchhikers here. And why? What's the matter? Don't you ever see any? Telling a guy would be a fool to start uh, hitchhiking on this road. Look at it. Look at it. Adams, you mean you've never seen anyone? Adams, no, tenant, no. Maybe you got it lift. Maybe before the time break starts. I mean, you know, just before the toll toll house. Well, it's mighty long ride. Most guys wouldn't pick up a gut for that long. A run a gut for that long ride. Pretty lonesome country here. Mountains and woods. You don't, you don't see nobody like that, have you? I was on, no, no, it's just a technical question. I said, oh, I see. Well, it'd be a dollar forty-nine with the tax. Car moving. Car moving. The thing gradually passed through my mind. It's a coincidence. I had a good night of sleep in Pittsburgh. I didn't think about the man to the night after night stay until just out of Zanesville. I heard I saw him again. It was a bright, sunny, shiny afternoon. A peaceful field, brown with the autumn stubble, lay dreaming in the golden light. It driving slowly, drinking it in when the road suddenly ended in a detour in front of the barrier. He was standing. Let me explain about his appearance before I go on. I repeat, there was nothing sinister about him. He was just a drab as a muddy fence. Nor was his attitude menacing. He merely stood there waiting, almost drooping a little, a cheap overnight bag in his hand. He looked as though he'd been waiting there for hours. He held me. He started to walk forward. I said, hello, hello. I stopped the car, of course, for the detour. For a few minutes, I couldn't see, seem to find the next road. I realised it must be thinking that I stopped for him. Like a hello? Adams, oh no, just now, I'm sorry. Coco, going to California? Car starting and then driving off Adams. No, no, not today. I'll go to New York. Sorry, sorry. After I got in the car back on the road again, I felt like I'd fall. Yet the thought of picking him up, of having him sit beside me, was somehow unbearable. At the same time, I felt more than ever unspeakably alone. Hour after hour went by, the fields, the towns ticked off one by one. Lights changed, I knew now that I was going to see him again. And though I dreaded the sight, I caught myself perching inside the road, waiting in a pier. Car homes, storekeeper, yeah? What is it? What do you want? Um, do you sell somebody some pop here, don't you? Storekeeper, yeah, we do in the daytime. But we're closed up for night. And I know that. No, but I was wondering if you couldn't possibly let me have a cup of coffee, black coffee. Shoggy, not at this time of night, mister. I raised the cook and she's in bed. And now, well, now listen. Just a minute ago, there's a man standing here, right beside here. He was a suspicious looking man. Well, Henry, who is it, Henry? 
Dog him, there's nobody, mother. Just a fellow who thinks he wants a cup of coffee. Go back to bed. Adams, I don't mean to disturb you. But you see, I was driving along when I just happened to look, and there he was. Scorekeeper, what was he doing? Adams, and nothing. Scorekeeper, you've been hitting the little bottle. That's what's the matter with you. You've got nothing better to do than wake some decent folk out of their hard-earned sleep. Now get going. Get out. Adams, I've looked as though he's going to rob you. Scorekeeper, I ain't got nothing in this den of the lose. How now will you wait before I call out the sheriff, folks? I got into the car again and drove on slowly. I'm beginning to hate the car. It would have, if they could find, could have found a place to rest a little. I was in the over it is over the mountains of Missouri now. Few resort places there were closed. I see him at that roadside stand. I knew I see him again. Maybe the next turn of the road. I knew that when I saw him next, I ran him down. But I didn't see him again till late the next afternoon. I stopped the car at a sleepy little junction just across the border into Oklahoma to let a train pass by. Then when he appeared across the tracks, he was leaning against a telephone pole, perfectly airless, dry day, the rise clay of Oklahoma, was baking under the southern western sun. It was spots of fresh rain and shoulders. I couldn't stand that. But without thinking blindly, he started the car across the tracks. He didn't even look at me, up at me. He's staring at the ground. I stepped on the gas hard, veering a wheel sharply toward him. I could hear the train in the distance now, but I didn't care. And something went wrong with the car. I stood right in the tracks. The train was coming closer. I could hear the bell, its cry, its whistle, crying. Still, he stood there. I knew that he was beckoning, beckoning me to my death. Well, I frustrated him that time. It started. It worked at last. I managed to pick up, to back up. But after the train had passed, he was gone. I was still alone in the hot, dry afternoon. Although I knew I had to do something. I didn't know who this man was or what he wanted of me. I knew that from now on, I mustn't let myself be alone on the road for one minute. Adams, hello there. Hello. Like a ride. Female hitchhiker. Do you think? How? What do you think? How far are you going? James and Marino. I'll take you to Amarino. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Fema Hitchhiker. Fema Marino, Texas. Adams, yeah. I'll drive you there. Female drive hiker. Yay, gee. Adams, hop in. Cardor, female hiker. Why if I take off, off my, take, if I take my shoes? My dogs are killing me. Adams, you, no, go ahead. Uh, female hiker. Oh, gee. What a break that is. It's well called. A decent guy driving all the way to Amarino. All I, all I've been getting so far is trucks. And I think I can't much. The American, sure, I need for tough. It's tough sometimes in these great open spaces to get the brakes. And yeah, I think it would be. But I bet though, you've got a good pickup in a fast car. You couldn't get places faster than. 
Well, any other person in another car? I don't get you. As well, you take me, for instance. Suppose I was driving across the country to a nice steady clip about 45 miles on an hour. Could a girl like you just stand out beside the road waiting for lifts beat me to town after town provided she got picked up every time in a car doing 65 or 70 miles an hour? Female hiker. I don't know. Maybe she could. Maybe she couldn't. What difference does it make? Oh, no difference. Oh, no difference. Just crazy idea. I've been sitting here. I had sitting here in a car. Female hiker. Oh, imagine spending your time in a swell car thinking of things like that. And what would you do instead? Female hiker. What would I do? I was a good looking fellow like yourself. Just enjoy myself every minute of the time. Sit back and relax. If I saw the good looking girl on the side of the road, hey. Adams, did you see him too? Female hiker. See who? Adams, that man standing beside the barbed wire fence. Female hiker. I don't see, didn't see anybody. Adams, right there. Female hiker. It was nothing. Just a barbed wire fence. What do you think you're going, doing, trying to run to a barbed wire fence? Adams, there's a man there, I tell you. A thin grey man with an overnight bag in his hand. I tried to run him down. Female hiker, run him down? You mean kill him? Adams, I was trying to get rid of him. At least prove that he's real. But did you say you didn't see him back there? You sure? Female hiker, I didn't see your soul as far as as that's concerned. And well, watch for him. Watch for him. The next time and keep watching. Keep your eyes peeled on the road. He'll turn up again. Maybe any minute now. There, right there. Female hiker, no. Here's a door. How's this door work? I'm getting out of here. Adams, did you see him? What, that time? Did you see him? Female hiker. No, no, I didn't see him that time. And personally, mister, I don't expect never to see him. All I want to do is go on living. I don't see how I will. Very long driving with you. Adams, look, I'm sorry. I don't know what came with me. Please don't go. Female hiker. So, if you excuse me? Adams, please don't go. Listen, how would you like to go to California? I drove you all the way to California. Female hiker, seeing pink elephants all the way, no thanks. Adams, listen, please, just one minute. Female hiker, you know what I think you need, but big boy. Look, okay, everyone, just a good old dose of sleep. There, I got it now. Adams, no, no, can't, can't go. Female hiker, leave your hands off me. Do you hear? Leave your hands off me. Door, car, car door, Adams, come back here, please come back. Adams, he ran for me, as if I was some kind of monster. A few minutes later, I saw a passing truck pick her up, and the air went, then I was utterly alone, I, I was near, then I was utterly alone, in the heart of great Texas prairies. It was a car on the road, or the truck went by, tried to figure out what to do, how to get a hold of myself. I could find a place to rest, or even if I could sleep right here in the car, just a few hours, get some sleep, just alongside the road. I was getting my winter foam overcoat out of the back seat to use a blanket, just as a blanket. Hiker, hello. I saw him coming towards me. Hiker, hello. I was coming towards me, emerging from the herd of moving steer. I go, hello. Adams, I didn't wait for him. Coming closer. 
and like a hello and as maybe you should have spoken to him then thought it out then and there and then how he began to be everywhere whenever I stop even for a minute for gas for oil for a drink a pop a cup of coffee a sandwich he was there and so he was standing outside the altar camp in at a window the night I dared to slow down he was standing in a drink fountain at a little camping spot just outside the border of New Mexico he was waiting for me outside the Navarro Revisation where I stopped to check out my tyres. I saw him at Berlusky where I brought, brought ten gallons of gas. I was afraid now, afraid to stop, going to drive faster and faster. Oh, the lunar landscape now, great arid messe county of New Mexico. Drove through it with indifference, a fly crawling over the faces of the moon, and now he didn't didn't even wait for me to stop unless I drove at ninety four five miles an hour. Over there was endless roads. He waited for me every minute of a mile because his figure, shadowless, flirting before me, still in those same altitude. I was still in lifeless ground, flirting over dried rivers, over broken stones, caused up by old glacier upheavals, flirting in a pure and scurrilous air. I beside myself, beside myself, when I finally just reached Gallup. New Mexico this morning. There is an auto camp here. It's cold, almost desert, deserted. This time of year, when inside and asked if there was a phone, telephone, I had a feeling if I could speak to someone familiar, someone that, that I loved, I could pull myself together. Operate a number, please. Adams, long distance. Operate, thanks, thanks you. Operate two. This is long distance, Adams. I'd like, I'd like to put a call to my house in Brooklyn, New York. I'm Rodden Adams. Number is Breachwood 9970. Operator 2. Thank you, thank you. What is your number? And my number is 312. Operator Absolute New York for Gallup. New York Gallup. New Mexico calling Breachwood 9970. And I read somewhere that love could banish demons. It was in the middle of the morning. A new mother be home. I pictured her tall white head in a crisp house dress going about her task. Be enough, I thought, just to hear the even calmness of a voice. Everyone, will you please deposit the three dollars and eighty-five cents for the first three minutes? Will you deposit a dollar and a half? Will you wait until I have collected the money? Money and phone. Everyone, all right, deposit another dollar and a half. Money and phone. Operator one, will you please deposit the remaining eighty-five dollars cents? Money and phone. Operator one, ready for with Brooklyn? Go ahead, please. Adams, hello, Mrs. Whitley, Whitney, Whitney. Hello, Mrs. Adams, Adams. Adams. Hello, Mother. Mrs. Whitley, this is Mrs. Adams, Adams. Who is it you wish to speak to, please? Adams, who is this? Who is this? Mrs. Whitney, this is Mrs. Whitney. And Mrs. Whitney, why? I don't know who Mrs. Whitney is. This is Beechwood's 9970. Yes. Adams, where's my mother? Where's Mrs. Ab- Mrs. Adams? Mrs. Whitney, Mrs. Adams is not at home. She's still in the hospital. Adams, the hospital? Mrs. Whitney, yes. Who is this calling, please? Is this a member of the family? Adams, what is she in the hospital for? Mrs. Whitney, she's been, pros- been prostituted for five days, a nervous breakdown. Who is this calling? Adams, nervous breakdown. Nervous breakdown, my mother doesn't have. Mrs. Whitney, it's all 
Taking place, the death of her oldest son, Ronald. Adams, the death of her oldest son, Ronald? Hey, who is this? What number is this? It's Whitney. This is Beechwood, 99970. It's been very sudden. He was killed six days ago in an automobile accident at Brooklyn Bridge. I've already run. You're three minutes up, sir. You're three minutes up, sir. You're three minutes up, sir. Sir, three minutes are up. You're three minutes are up, sir. I was sitting there in a deserted auto camp in Gallup, New Mexico, and so I was trying to think, trying to get a hold of myself. Otherwise, otherwise, I go crazy outside is the night. The night, the vast, soulless night of the New Mexico. Million stars in the sky. Ahead of us, me stretch a thousand miles, empty mean and mountains. Perry, desert. Desert. Some, somewhere along there, he's waiting for me. Somewhere, somewhere shall know who he is and who I am. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.